Hello, everyone. It's Heidi here with the Lifelong Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so thrilled to be interviewing Ryan Lewis, who is the CEO and founder of Earth Hero, the online eco-friendly and sustainable marketplace. So this episode chats all about the intersection and relationship between both human health and planet health, sustainability, all the things. There's a total synergistic relationship there. And it's a really fun conversation, I think, bringing in someone from who is fully on the sustainable side and chatting with me who is fully on the holistic health side. So we talk about the parallels there and have a really engaging conversation. And for all of you that love Holistic with Heidi approved products, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode and also perusing the website of Earth Hero because not only are their products very healthy and non-toxic, they also are sustainable. So a lot of times what is good for humans is good for the planet and vice versa. And I think this is an important conversation that needs to be had by everyone. So without further ado, let's welcome Ryan Lewis. Hello, Ryan. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I'd love to just get started right away and have you introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, so um, I am the founder and CEO of Earth Hero. Um, we are a sustainable marketplace for everything eco-friendly. You know, we essentially curate the best in class of a whole bunch of categories of products and make it on one, put it on one platform to make it easier to shop sustainably. Very good. Yeah, I am a personal big fan of Earth Hero. I have an affiliate uh, link with you guys and loved shopping on Earth Hero over the holidays, being someone that is super passionate about low toxic living and sustainability. I find myself going to your website to honestly find new brands that meet my high standards for human health. So thanks for doing what you guys are doing. And I think you're really paving the way in this sustainability e-commerce world. I really appreciate that. That's really what we intend to do is kind of create those aha moments for people and just be a resource, you know, for those that, you know, are aware of the positive impact they want to have, but really in the world that we live in and, you know, all the chaos that we endure day to day, uh, just find it difficult to kind of layer in some of those, um, you know, those additional steps to be more, to live a more sustainable life. So um, I love that you've had some interaction with us. So you, you know, an experience uh, because, and, and thank you for that feedback because that's really, you know, our, our main reason for existence is we aim, our mission is to really make sustainable shopping so easy that everybody does it. You know, it becomes the new norm and it's sort of the de facto way that manufacturers make products. It's got a long way to go, but just, you know, trying to help the movement and uh, both on the supplier side, but also on the consumer side, kind of bring marriages together and make it easier, you know, for people to opt in more often. Yeah, you're definitely doing that. You're making it easier. And I, you know, with the the work I do with 
low toxic living and health coaching and all that, I create a lot of content about these kind of chemicals in our world. And these chemicals obviously harm our planet and they harm human health as well. And I'm trying to, you know, just share with the world that, hey, this has gotten so much easier than even just five years ago, 10 years ago. There's so many brands popping up, like no more excuses, people. There are so many options. So yeah. I love that. And you're right. Um, you know, I first conceived of the idea back in 2015. So I guess it's kind of crazy to think, but almost seven years ago. And to your point, back then, just trying to validate whether I this was even could be a thing um, because there was just so many gaps in the marketplace in terms of, you know, sustainable products. And to your point, you know, seven years later, um, it's just unbelievable momentum on the on the manufacturing side. So it's really exciting to see. Uh, and, you know, I think at this point, that momentum is just going to continue to accelerate. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned that that was seven years ago. So have you always been passionate about sustainability or how did you kind of end up here today? Like, what is the, the backstory? Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, some of it's circumstantial and some of it is just, I guess, where I naturally like to play. Um, so prior to Earth Hero, I was all running a business that was similar in terms of a business model. Um, you know, it was lots of products. It was a marketplace, but it was more geared towards the restaurant industry. But through that experience, um, I started to realize that I wanted to spend my time, uh, at least in the business part of my life, uh, doing something that was more closely aligned with my passion. And um, I always knew it needed to be environmentally focused, but I didn't know exactly what to do with that when I was still operating that business. I tried to make it more eco-friendly, but reality is in the restaurant supply world, it's just, it's not as uh, prolific in terms of manufacturing and, and the ability to really do that in a meaningful way. So ultimately, um, I left that, uh, that company and went uh, on sabbatical, essentially. My family and I, um, at the time, my, my two boys were eight and 10 years old. Um, and my wife and I moved to Costa Rica um, for sort of a kind of a reset. We wanted to, you know, the kids and myself, um, we all wanted to kind of like try to learn Spanish and, um, you know, just get, get some exposure to um, the kids outside of Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, which is um, where we live. Uh, and also the intention was to figure out what I wanted to do and start um, with, with a little bit more clarity uh, versus just jumping into the first idea. So while down there, um, and I've always been sort of a person that is very was very inspired by nature, by travel, um, just being outdoors, and always felt a connection to that. So that was sort of the bedrock um, of, of Earth Hero, just wanting to satisfy that desire, you know, to keep to keep nature fresh, you know, and 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 you know, keep the world as I guess protected as possible, while seven billion plus people sort of <laughs> try to interact with the world. Um, and down there, you know, spending a lot of time in the water on the beaches. Um, but also, as you can imagine, like you see these stories everywhere. I mean, there was trash, you know, um, in the water, around the water, and just the nature of a country like that coming full force into consumption. There's not really the, the same systems there, like composting and recycling as we're, you know, a lot of us are used to um, here in the States. 
And it really bothered me. Like, I was like, what do I do? I'm so annoyed. Um, and at the time I read, uh, I came across this book called the story of stuff by Annie Leonard. And it details the five distinct stages of linear consumption and the way that sort of traditional consumption is happening. Uh, you know, where you sort of start with extracting resources and you, and it ends in the landfill again, going back to, you know, seven, almost 8 billion people. And like, I really like started to freak out. I'm like, so like now I can't unlearn what I just learned. I'm looking at trash. So at that point, um, it just sort of hit me that I could have a similar marketplace that I, um, I have some experience with. So, you know, it gave me enough confidence to say, if I just curated again, from a sustainability perspective, all these products out there, because that was my experience was um, trying to shop this way or even research products this way, like that in itself was painful back then, let alone people really depending on um, and living in a way that, you know, allowed them to, to consume this way. There was just a lot of pain points. So um, yeah, it all kind of moved very quickly at that point, started reaching out to vendors and just sort of validating the idea. Um, and that's essentially when Earth Hero was born. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that that backstory and so cool that you were able to go to Costa Rica and not only, you know, give yourself space to kind of meditate and have clarity probably come to you about the idea, the next idea for your business and everything, but also witnessing firsthand, you know, problems with waste and pollution and whatnot. So, wow, that's a really cool story. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate how you, it was, uh, you know, not, definitely not by design. It would have been, I tried really hard to figure it out um, even before leaving my last company. But, you know, that clarity you talk about just wasn't there. Sometimes, I, you know, in life, I feel like I have to close one door completely, you know, before the uh, next door sort of arrives to open. And in this case, that was the case. Yeah, I can totally, totally relate to that. Actually, I had been working in the textile industry, which in terms of sustainability and all that, it did not align with me ethically, but I had, a, you know, my degree is in textile. I shouldn't say, you know, you don't know this. My degree is in textile and fashion design, as well as entrepreneurship. I then later went on to get certified in holistic health and nutrition. But anyways, I worked in the corporate world for four years. And a year ago, I went part-time because I now have my own business, Holistic with Heidi. And actually recently, I just went completely full-time into Holistic with Heidi and I dropped the corporate thing. And I had that same mindset where it's like, you know, you can think of all these reasons why, you know, you shouldn't leave your stable corporate position, but, you know, life is so short and I think you have to, what do they say? You, you leap and the net will appear. So I'm kind of going through a very similar thing right now and then also relate on the same note of doing something that fulfills you, you know, that aligns with your values and what you want for the world, because we can sit around and get bummed out. There are so many things to get bummed out about these days. Like, I think it's easy for some people to be pessimistic and negative, but I appreciate your solutions, my solutions oriented mindset, because that's how we're going to that's how the world's going to change. You know what I mean? No, it's, I do know what you mean. And, and that's like, it's, it's such a classic and widespread human challenge. Like, 
we're you're, you know we're all one of billions of people so does our individual impact really matter and i think you kind of hit on a couple points which is you know a life's too short to just not be to not position yourself doing work that lights you up um because if you're not lit up or if you're just living a life of caution or you know constraint just because it's too scary to try anything different um you know ultimately i don't know if that's going to work out so well you know the way i look at it is like when i'm hopefully i make it to like 80 something years old maybe and i'm on a rocking chair on my front porch because it's hard to walk and i'm thinking about you know my life i would hate to be reflecting at that point um about all the things that i wanted to try but didn't you know so i think i think that's huge and in terms of like the i'm one person does it matter i think at the end of the day like we all are on, a, on our own journey and if if you're comfortable not being a part of the solution and it doesn't bother you then i can't relate but you know if you're if you're not being a part of the solution because you don't think it matters i would definitely invite you to reconsider because um like you said that is how the world changes one decision at a time you know we're fortunate if we're in a position for some of those decisions to have even greater influence um i think that's why you're doing the work you're doing and vice versa but it's just a life i think it's a life philosophy of you know do i want to live my life trying to be part of a solution or do i want to opt out and just add to the problem you know and i i don't you know whether you, that bothers you or not it's sort of objective in a way so and it's not guilt ridden or pressure driven i feel like it's just pause for a moment to actually think about it before you lock down your decision on that because at the end of the day one we're not, no one person's going to solve the world's problems but if we can chip away and be part of the solution the thing i always like to say is it just feels better it's actually better quality of life in my opinion if you can you know close your eyes at the end of the day and feel good about you know the personal contribution on some level yeah no i fully fully agree we we relate um a lot with that. I my boyfriend and I we have conversations all the time just about, you know, wanting to put our head on the pillow at the end of the night and be proud of the work we're doing. You know, you with kind of all like the corruption and you know, the negative stuff in the world, I sometimes think, you know, how could someone go to bed at night, put their head on the pillow and think, "Wow, I'm like really doing great things." <laughs> But they're doing, you know, bad things. And I'm not you know trying to be negative or anything like that i definitely believe most people are good people i also would say a lot of people are lazy so some people they just don't have like the gusto to create solutions or think about solutions but i do think most people really want the world to be better they want to make improvements they want to learn i've actually seen it with um like my following on Instagram a lot of people are really curious to learn more about some of these different chemicals that are disrupting our hormones and leading to cancer and polluting our earth so i've actually been really i think filled with hope and really motivated the more i post the more i share because i get more feedback and i look at my analytics on my posts that are specific to, you know, low toxic living, chemicals, things like that. Those posts perform so well. So I can see that people really they care about their own health and the health of the planet, but 
yeah, at the end of the day, we it's our choice. We all have our own life. And I agree with you. We So like the cliche, think globally, act locally. Small changes make a profound difference when we're all making small changes. So just wanted to kind of echo what you were saying there. I appreciate you sharing your insight on that. And like you said, that's the... I feel like every one of us on this planet has that conversation with ourselves um, because it's frustrating. Like as, as passionate as we are, you know, on one hand, if everyone just made one better choice today, like how crazy would that, like it would just have this massive impact. Like, so I think, you know, people like you that are, you know, out there promoting this message and, you know, and, and same here at Earth Hero, you know, for, for like sort of the, the part of the conversation that we like to talk about. It is this true, you know, our jobs are to just sort of inspire people, invite them uh, into this conversation in a way, kind of meet them where they're at, you know, because I think a lot of the doom and gloom and sort of the posturing that goes on around 10 years is all we have. And then the world blows up. Um, I just feel like it, whether those comments are true or not, um, isn't as relevant to me. It's because statements like that aren't going to you know, I don't feel like they move the needle because it just hardens people's perspectives when you, when you talk about, you know, either we, either we survive as a species or in 10 years we're done. Like that's not going to get people to be like, maybe I should move away from plastic now. Like, I feel like it's just such a big message that it's more uninviting and people just sort of opt out. They're like, well, if that's really the where we're at, like, what could I possibly do to change that? Um, so I, you know, we, we're constantly experimenting and it sounds like you are too with, you know, content and like where, where are people engaging because we don't meet people where they're at, the messaging won't land. Uh, so, and that's always a moving target as well, but, but we try to be as, you know, inviting and inclusive and humble, you know, in, in our messaging as possible because none of us are perfect. We all can improve. Um, and we're all in this together on some level. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah, no, I'm doing the same thing with my content. Um, and just meeting people where they're at. I also try to emphasize the importance of taking baby steps and going easy on yourself because it's, it's easy to get very overwhelmed. And I think when people get overwhelmed, they're, they get stuck and they don't know how to move forward. So instead, I'm trying to share things uh, in a very like calming way, but also trying to emphasize the importance of, you know, making some better product decisions, whatever, going plastic free, things like that. But I emphasize the importance of not being so rigid because then there's this then you're teetering on being obsessive and that creates stress and it creates fear. And then you're not healing your body. You're not helping your body. So there's totally a balance you have to find with all of it. And it sounds like we are totally on the same page there. Do you have any advice for people on how to not get so overwhelmed with sustainability? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question. And I think a lot. So that the, res, the response to that question really is nuanced in terms of like where people are at. Um, like if you're just if you've never thought about it and you're just like, okay, I'm ready. I want to help. I have no idea where to start. Um, you know, that's that's on one level. And then obviously, no matter where you are in the journey, there's always that next step. So it's 
it's hard to give a concrete answer to that, but I would say, I mean, I will give you my, my personal experience is one of the best ways to start training yourself, think sustainably is every time I need or choose to buy something, um, that's, that's, that's a trigger for me. Like I've just, I feel like a Pavlog dog experiment or something, but like whenever I, you know, pull the, you know, the credit card out, uh, for anything, I just ask myself one question, which is like, is this purchase a sustainable purchase, right? Is this, was this product when it was made, was it made by a brand that cares? Was it made with materials that, um, are, are, you know, going to be relatively, less harmful, um, you know, and in a perfect world, uh, are they compostable, you know, or fully recyclable and circular, right? So that's one way I think I think of it. And if you don't know the answer, like, I don't know if this per- product is sustainable, like, get curious. It's not that difficult to learn which materials to avoid, which ingredients to avoid. And, you know, on the flip side, which materials and ingredients are healthy or considered, you know, sort of best in class from a health and environmental perspective. So, you know, we have, there's tons of content out there. Certainly, we talk a lot about this on the Earth Hero blog, uh, you know, and through our newsletter and social channels. But, uh, you know, people like yourself and, you know, there's a whole community of sustainability, um, mission-driven people out there that have tons of great content. Um, The other thing I would say is you can start thinking about swaps in your life. So, uh, you can go by sort of lifestyle category, or you can go by rooms in your house, you know, like maybe I'll start in the bathroom or bathroom so big. Maybe I'll just start in the shower. Um, you know, what's my, what kind of shampoo and conditioner am I using? What kind of body soap is the soap tray sustainable? You know, you can get really kind of nuanced and detailed. And what happens is, um, and this has been my experience, but also feedback from, um, you know, our customers and just people that give us feedback is that, all of a sudden, you you know you've got like sort of over time. It's not like you're throwing stuff away. You're just replenishing it when when times is needed uh, with a better choice. And then all of a sudden, like maybe you're taking your morning shower and you're like, I feel better today. And this like like my sh- my shower experience feels better than it did before. Am I being ridiculous? Is that feeling real? It doesn't really matter if it's if you're just feeling the fact like good about yourself because sort of address that and you leveled yourself up, that creates inspiration. So then, you know, maybe you go to oral care or the next thing. Um, and we have all these like, you know, simple swaps kind of set up to make that process easy. So I guess those are two, maybe two points I would make uh, to help make sustainability a little bit less, you know, daunting. Yeah, I love that. Actually, that is something I encourage my clients to do as well. You know, start in the room that you spend the most time in. So a lot of times they say, you know, start in your bedroom, think about your bedding, mattress. That's a big one to think about because it's expensive. But um, the bathroom area, it's breaking it down by category. That's so perfect. Actually, when I was in college, um, I was experiencing a lot of different health issues and I was trying to heal myself and just lower my toxic burden. I was learning a lot about health and sustainability and chemicals and all that jazz. And I was on a college budget. And I remember thinking, how on earth am I going to throw out all my cleaning products, throw out all of my makeup, all of my shower products, throw everything out and then start from scratch? Like that wasn't feasible. I was, you know, a broke college student. And 
that was way too overwhelming. So I vividly remember going category by category. And one of the first ones I started with was shower. So that's so funny you said that. Uh, I love that. And yeah, so you you also had that personal experience of like that, that little step can really create enough momentum to, to, to really start your journey or accelerate your journey. I think it's, and the other thing is, I will say a natural third component, if you start thinking about you know, the idea of thinking before you purchase, um, you know, broadly considered conscious consumerism, um, conscious consumption, that naturally will lead to a more minimalist lifestyle. Because when you do that, it reduces or almost eliminates the impulse purchase. And it sort of ruins it. Like I'll walk into a store, um, just what if you know, maybe I'm just, uh, you know, browsing or I'm with a friend or, you know, if, if I find myself in a retail environment where I feel like, some people are like, what should I buy? You know, like, what do I, how do I take advantage of this moment? Like for me, it's just like, a, like the, the need or the impulse to even want to buy something is hard for me. I have to like drum up, you know, energy. Uh, like, do I, I just had this filter that blocks so much of that unnecessary purchasing, um, regardless of, of, you know, personal budget, like before it even gets to that point, I sort of like lose interest in a very organic way to use a pun. And it's, you know, that in itself, I think helps the sustainability journey. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's funny how your life just, it starts to evolve by making these simple swaps, you get that momentum. Next thing you know, your whole entire home is non toxic. I'm now to the point where I'm like, okay, how can I level things up even more? Like I've done the product, uh, you know, the cosmetics, cleaning products, everything, bedding, mattress, <laughs> uh, no plastic, whatever. Now I'm on to the point where I only want non-toxic natural furniture. And that's definitely a harder one to achieve. But if I think of myself, you know, 10 years ago, wanting to be this fashion designer, moving to New York. I was like the complete opposite of who I am today. And none of this was forced. It all just naturally kept happening. So it's it's very interesting. But I can relate to the minimalism thing. And you end up saving money too, which is cool. So I was literally just going to say that. Um, so thanks. You know, it's, it's, that's like a, a perk, if you want to call it that. And it also creates the budget to spend more when necessary on, you know, a sustainable version of an item. Like, like you said, like a mattress, a sustainable mattress is going to cost substantially more than a non-sustainable purchase. But if you're living this kind of lifestyle, like you said, um, you end up buying less. So you have more. More room. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Like even toothpaste or things like that, some things seem like they, you know, cost more than your regular Crest or Colgate, but I'm not buying all the other junky products. I don't have air fresheners. I don't use dryer sheets, whatever. So yeah, they're, it's, it's cool. Um, and it's important. It's important that we talk about that. At least for me, it's important that I talk about that with my audience because um, majority of my audience are young adults and they are, you know, just starting out on their careers and Yes, they want to be healthier. Yes, they want to make more sustainable decisions, but budget is always a concern. So anytime I can hammer home this 
idea that there are ways to save money and, you know, yeah, save money with a holistic, sustainable lifestyle. I Any opportunity to talk about it, I'm always shouting it. <laughs> yeah, it's a mindset shift. When I was in college, like, well, I was in college a long time ago, but it was like the 90s where like sustainability was relatively grassroots, right? But my mindset was I'd go to the store, you know, you mentioned toothpaste, uh, and you know, like there would be a whole aisle, right? Of I'm sure there still is of 25 different brands or whatever. And and then I would like systematically be like, okay, where's the cheapest one? You know, <laughs> like, you know, just that college mindset. And that was with everything. And, you know, and, and budgets were totally a concern back then. But I think that to some extent re- does require like an open mind that you're not going to buy sustainable toothpaste for three, you know, three ninety nine. Um, or whatever you know the, the cheapest is these days. But on the other hand, it goes back to yes, you have to sort of think about your reallocating your budget. But I think it starts with reallocating your mindset. And you know, I've been using. I love David's toothpaste. Um, that's what I've been using recently. Uh, and like every time I brush my teeth, I think about it. You know, I'm like I'm using a, a good toothpaste. I know the brand behind it. I can throw it. It can. It's curbside recyclable. And it makes my toothbrushing experience happier because of it. I mean, it sounds silly. No, but like it's, it's not just not silly. It's not just a <laughs> chore that I'm like forced to do. It's like I'm consciously taking care of my my needs in a responsible way. Like putting a spotlight on a really mi- minor thing. But like that's one of the first things I do in the day. And like there you go. Now I'm, I feel like I'm a part of the solution. You know, it's it just sort of builds on itself. So if it's going to cost twice as much to purchase the toothpaste. The question is, is it worth it? Well, I mean, I really think that it is because if you don't, you're just sort of going through life using toothpaste and putting chemicals into the water. So, you know. Yeah. And into your body. And into our bodies. Yeah. And, and, and you read the label of the toothpaste and it says, call poison control if you swallow it. <laughs> which it's, you know, a regular toothpaste, which as a kid, I'm like, that's kind of scary. We put this in our mouth. So. Not not good. Yeah, I totally geek out about the same type of thing. So there's obviously a lot of parallels with the work you and your team are doing over at Earth Hero and the work that I'm doing with Holistic with Heidi. Although my front of my business is human health, sustainability is still a part of that. What are your thoughts um, on the relationship between human and planet health. Like I find that there's a symbiotic relationship between both of those. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's another really important topic because I feel like the the sustainability movement really started more on the like, you know, like the organic food movement, for example, was all about keeping chemicals out of your body. Um, and I feel like that inspired a lot of people to care. Uh, at the same time, I feel like it was a little short-sighted in that it's it's you know you're if you're only concerned about chemicals going into your body but at the same time you're totally not concerned about chemicals going into the environment I would definitely invite you you know in, invite you to reconsider because the same thing that's sort of motivating you to feel healthy and be healthy um, is the same thing that's motivating the planet to be the same and also philosophically there's a, there's an element of incongruence if you're only you know focused, it's like if you buy the perfect uh, sunscreen to put on your skin, 
and then huck the plastic tube in the trash can. Um, I don't think you're getting all the mental and emotional and physical benefits, you know, of doing the same exact thing, but from a brand that also cares about the packaging and the environment. It's, um, you know, it's, they're totally linked because it's the mindset of, you know, creating for our human species to create, um, you know, systems and a way of living that go beyond just our individual selves. I'm trying to avoid saying it's just selfish to do it any other way, but it kind of is. And it falls on the, you know, I feel like at the end, at the end of the day, it's the same question of like, do you want to be part of the solution or not? You know, if, if you're choosing to only take care of your own body and disregarding the rest, you know, it's, it's, that's a decision that you're making ultimately, whether it's conscious or not. So, um, yeah, I, I certainly, I don't separate the two. I, I think, you know, not to get into like the woo-woo kind of spirituality part of it, but we all come from, you know, please do <laughs> the earth and we, and we go back to the earth and we're sort of just passing time while, while we're alive. So I feel like also going back to the rocking chair example, um, I'd like to think I'm not leaving uh, thousands of pounds of plastic behind that I was responsible for, you know? So it, it all sort of goes collectively into um, let's do the best we can while we do spend time here on this planet. Yeah, I'm with you. There's totally a relationship. And I think people on both sides need to be talking about and by both sides, I mean the ones that are super passionate about human health and the ones that are super passionate about sustainability. Sometimes I see people in my line of work that, yeah, they're talking about some low toxic brands that are really good for your body, but they're maybe not, their packaging isn't as sustainable or whatever. But, but also I feel like on the sustainable side where there's these people that are so passionate about sustainability, I feel like I see a lot of times some of them don't even understand what's going on with human health and these chemicals and pollution and water and all the chemicals in our water. And I think, I think everyone just needs to be talking about everything. I get a little upset sometimes, I guess, when people are talking about, oh, this is happening in the water and whatever. That, that's bad and that's terrible because the earth, you know, yes, we go back to the earth. But can we share why this is bad for humans too? Because I think that would motivate the people that are indifferent to sustainability to be like, oh, wait, it's affecting me too. You know, I feel like it could get more people into this whole mindset shift, but I get that it's a very large topic. Both of them are very, very large. And I don't know, you can't just like pull someone in. So. No, but it, you know, it's a, you, you have to choose on some level, like how you want to show up in this world. You know, if it's all about me and I don't care about you or I don't care about the planet, like does that feel good. You know, I mean, maybe, you know, I think, and maybe it's that you haven't stopped for a moment to really bring awareness to it or, or give it the, uh, the attention that it needs to really understand the decisions you're making. But, you know, it's the same thing in our communities. Like, do you talk to your neighbors or not? You know, do you 
you know, when you go to the grocery store, do you say hello or, and, and you're checking out, you know, are you friendly with the cashier? Um, like it's just living a compassionate, um, empathetic sort of conscious life and it includes what trash you create. You know, you, you can't just, or what, you know, chemicals you're, you're leaving behind, you, you know, you can't just not think about it. Or if you're not thinking about it, um, and now you're, and now you're starting to think about it, like, don't just rush it under the carpet, like give it some thought, maybe the education around it is preventing you or, but yeah, I think it's, it's part of being a good community neighbor. And uh, you can't just sort of put that in a category and ignore it. So, well, we all get distracted. You know, life is like you said, really, there's no shortage of things to stress out about. Um, and they can easily become excuses. So we all, you know, and I have a lot of empathy for that. Like, none of this is easy. And on any given day in the life of anyone, this could feel like the most unurgent or important thing. If you're dealing with real like challenges and stress, like there's, I, I you know, I think there's a reality that, uh, you know, we have to accept of what it's like to live in the modern world and to not feel guilty about that. You know, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to, if we start today and, and then we forget tomorrow, like that's totally okay. Like you can always recenter and pick up where you left off. Uh, so I think that's another thing that um, there's a lot of just difficult messaging around. It's like, whether you're scrolling your social feeds or, you know, online doing, you know, research that it can be intimidating. It's like, oh, these people are so perfect and I'm not. So I'm not one of them. It's like, just, I hate that. It's like, just wherever you are, that next decision matters. Yeah, it really does. I know people, it's so easy to compare yourself and on social media, everyone seems so perfect with, and there's everyone's so moral and everyone's so right. But at the end of the day, we're human and we, we can't be perfect 100% of the time. But as long as we're, you know, taking baby steps every day and that our intention is pure, you know what I mean? That is all that matters. Yeah. And, and like, if you're just starting out, like day one might feel like non-significant or insignificant. But by the time you get to year five, you know, you'll be, I think, blown away. It's funny, you know, just watching our team, you know, the, the team over at Earth Hero, where people, when people first start versus some of the team have, have been with us now for, for years. Um, and no matter where they are, it's like unbelievable to see how much change takes place. And we're, we have the benefit of, our, of each other and sort of living in this world. Um, but even so, you know, people come into our, um, our team, like supercharged on our mission and already, you know, crushing it, but still like the learnings are just unbelievable to watch and, and really inspiring. Yeah, you can always be leveling up, which is so cool. Even when, you know, you think you're, you've done it all, like there's still, there's still more to learn. So, well, this has been really fun chatting with you and just, you know, talking about the parallels between the work that we're doing and talking about sustainability, the environment, human health, the importance of being a compassionate and caring person and all that jazz. Um, I like to end my show by asking my guests about one book that changed their life. Can you share? 
there's been a lot of books that have changed my life. If you were going to hold me hostage to one, um, which is fine, I would say, and definitely relevant to this conversation, um, is the story of stuff. I referenced that earlier. For anyone that really, it's not, I would say, not the most, uh, it's a, it was a page turner for me, but it's like, you know, it's, if, you, if you're really looking to get under the hood of why all this matters from a technical perspective, um, and sort of the supply chain, you know, arm that's being done. Uh, it's a great book. I really, I'll never be able to unlearn, you know, that investment of time that I put into it. And it also was the catalyst for pushing me to uh, start Earth Hero. Because once I, once I understood all of the, the damage, it, it's very, it's an easy read. Um, and it, it talks about things really specific, like why PVC is so terrible like the worst of the worst. Um, and I always kind of heard that, but, but anyway, it sort of creates the inspiration and the motivation to accomplish some of the thinking that we're talking about. Like if you really need that push, um, that book's great. So Story of Stuff by Annie Leonard. I wrote it down. I'm going to definitely check that out because PVC, you, you uh, got me hooked with that. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, it's not good at all. Well, thank you. Absolutely, Heidi. It's been wonderful. Love the conversation. And thanks for doing what you do. Um, you know, the world needs as much of the inspiration and content uh, to motivate us to make better decisions. So it's been great getting to chat with you. 